you know, and some of that's like, this is where I think baseball is kind of also going wrong too. Nerds are ruining the game. Do you want to bring us back in, William? I would love to bring us back in. Are we are we recording? We're right recording, now? yeah. Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the What You Think Podcast. How you doing, Max? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. Freshly napped? I have napped once again, but our guest today, best friend of the pod. Best friend of the pod. Cody oh, McCarty yeah, is that, here with us, and he cra- brought a green tea for me. How it, you doing, Cody? I'm doing well. It's crazy to hear you say, are we recording now? Because I know that will be the beginning of the podcast, because that's <laughs> how you start. The- uh-huh. <laughs> it's always like, a, are we on? Are we left? <laughs> and then you're going. It's like, oh yeah, let's make it seem natural. That's you know? because Max will like be, we'll, we'll do this thing, and then he'll I'll hear a click. But then he'll just slowly pivot towards me, <laughs> and we'll start talking. And well, you need, have you to... need a little bit of dead air for the audio recording because I gotta normalize the sound. Yeah. So I need a little bit of dead air. Yeah. Um, but then it's fun to just come in naturally and not be like a hard, but hard start. What, what I'm hearing you saying is every time we record this thing, starting with "Are we live now?" Mm-hmm. Not... <laughs> no, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it got it hooked me. You know, what more do you need? Um, and then I, I know the music has been a, a yeah, hot it's topic. it's been a hot topic. <laughs> I've, I've, I've gone out of my way to make it normal now. Okay, not, it, are we all good with that now? Uh, well, it's up, up to y'all. Y'all are the listeners. Yeah, you're not a listener, but you're I, a listener. Well, I think it was somebody as talented as you, William, and Max. I'm sure I, you're talented I, I'm in other ways. I'm not music talented whatsoever. In other ways, you know? Yes. I'm like, man, you guys could make yeah. a killer song, probably. Well, yeah. I've been bringing that up. No, William I, talked I've, about writing last week. I've been thinking about it. I... I have a little tune that I actually wrote before we started recording that I'm not sure if it fits for this, but I think I could take it and work it in such a way that it would. And I think I think that might be what I do. But I haven't I haven't given it much. Do you have the ability to record something like that without just I literally voice, voice memo voice memos. Yeah, but is there a way we can make that sound better? Yeah, no, for sure. As we're surrounded by microphones. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, we could literally record it. Okay, here. okay, okay. I would just move this down to my guitar. Can we not plug your guitar in? Or we could do that. Okay. That would work probably better, actually. See, that's what you bring, Max. The technology. Yeah, man. You're thinking. The it's wallet. Cool. <laughs> so quick to doubt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody, we were just talking before, and you said you had some uh, critiques. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, outside of uh, Christian, I'm the first official guest. That is podcast. correct. Yes. And we're going we're gonna to say the first official guest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I nobody else. <laughs> Besides my mom yeah, and man. your mom. Yeah, Sini. Yeah. Sini's a huge fan. She told me to make sure to shout her out on the way over here. She deserves a shout out. She texts me every week on Tuesday, yeah. typically with a quote of something that she enjoyed about that week's yeah. podcast. Sini is also not afraid to kiss my baby on the face. Good for her. Very, <laughs> very few people yeah. will, will go in for it, but she's like, "There's that baby. I'm kissing it." And I'm like, "Eh, as whatever." A, as a dad. Is that cool? It's you know it's it's tough to navigate because you're like you're like I, I want to keep my baby healthy, sure. Particularly when mm-hmm. she doesn't have like all these vaccines, and so it's not just kissing her; it's like sure. keep passing yeah, yeah. her around, all right. the people like holding her and stuff like that. Spring heat yesterday, we had a, a fundraising uh, dinner yesterday um, for our family at churches, and let me tell you, man, that was you just get this overload of people, and it's this balance of like, oh man, it's so cool that people mm-hmm. love your kids so much, but also you're like. All right, all right. Like yeah. you know, this kid's used to just being home all day. Oh, sure. And then all so your nose running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Typically, with big stuff like that, 
I try and not approach children super closely. Mm. Just like, like specifically, you'll get like, sick. No, just because oh, okay. I'm like I've I've thought about that before. Just because most parents at like larger event type things with with young kids, you know, like baby. Yeah, I, I got a four and a half month. Right, like yeah. There seems to be you can almost see it on their face sometimes of just this kind of what like what is what do we even do and people are always I'm sure you know it's sweet and you oh, want yeah. people to get to come see your kid but I'm you know let's be honest I'm sure it also gets to the point where you're like we're literally constantly bombarded by yeah, yeah. people wanting to hold my kid and touch you know what I mean it's, yeah and so it's very much you're just like all right let's just like you're going into it. As it, you have to build up the energy for it, yeah. you know, because, oh, you, right. you know, it's not just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to the dinner kind of thing, get to hang out, talk to your friends. It's like, no, we're probably got about 90 minutes in us max. And so we were there for the dinner and then, uh, you know, split before the uh, the auction and stuff like that. But so that's kind of the new reality. But church is a little bit different, mm-hmm. especially like over time, enough people kind of see the baby to where yeah. you're, like, you're like, all right. But yeah, I also got to, anytime I get to do anything like this. I got to give Hannah a shout out because it's, it's just, if I'm anywhere, she is right. likely at home, right. you know, right now it's, it's like she has a baby on her lap for the next hour and a half kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so a lot of respect to her. And you're shouting her out. Will she listen to this? Uh, she said she will listen to this episode. Good, so okay. maybe it's because maybe you're on it. It gets the ball rolling. Yeah. Okay. Has she listened to any of our episodes before? No, she hasn't. Okay. You know, what's so, kind of an interesting thing that I'm finding. It's fine. Totally fine with this. It's not fine. <laughs> there are, there are lots of people. That we know, that know us, and I would venture to say, like us, friends, right? Don't care at all. Do not <laughs> freaking care about this this thing that we do. What's funny is I think they would enjoy it if they listened I to it. I think some would. I think some would. I do think there's a kind of person. I'm saying this because I can be this person. Or it's who, like, you made a podcast. I'm not gonna listen. To absolutely. That. <laughs> who I'm like, okay, and and I'll you know, Lindsay earlier was telling me, she was like, hey, you realize this podcast that you're doing, you know, every time that you've ever made fun of someone for like making a blog or something, like you're doing that. Mm. And I was like, why? You know, like why, why would you do, why would you say that? <laughs> why would you drag me down <laughs> why, like that? Why would you, why would you tell me the truth like that? You got a war on blogs? <laughs> no, I don't necessarily. No, it's just, it's just one blog and I know the blog. I'm not going to say it. I, I'm not thinking of a blog I know, in particular. I know blog <laughs> oh gosh. But anyway, uh, yeah, I do think that there are a lot of people that probably see us, you know, post this every week, and they're like, "I, I don't care at all," and that's fine. That's, that's their, fine. That's their thing. But you know, maybe, maybe we'll gain a listener. Yeah. Do you guys think yeah. you have more listeners in Garland or more listeners in Germany? Where apparently <laughs> Max was saying you have a pretty. We're big blowing one. up in Germany. <laughs> uh, I think it's five percent now. Oh, five, it, it's five percent of Germany. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's, that'd it's be pretty crazy. Insane. That's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> the Germans, man, they they yeah, love. We gotta be, us. we gotta be careful what we do with this. <laughs> Just you know, put hashtag Dirk in every single post. You do and you'll I don't something. know why we're not doing that already. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of, Mavs dropped one yesterday. Yeah, mm. that in a sucked. bad way. In yeah. a bad way. Yeah, by one. Yeah, I got to catch the end of it on somebody's phone, and Dwight Powell, man, missing two free throws at the end there. Not cool. I didn't see it, so yeah, I'm hearing. About I mean, it for the he first literally. Right we were. I think we were down by one and he missed both mm. with like 30 seconds left oh gosh wow. he lost by one so you yeah to see it. i was confused because somebody told me that there was uh, about 11 seconds left mavs had the ball down by one mm-hmm. and they essentially 
didn't even get a playoff. Right. It was the last second, you know, throw up a shot. And I was like, how is that possible? Yeah. And so I went and watched it back, and I was like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know enough about basketball. I don't know about you guys. To where I can critique and be like, what was that play call? But yeah. that was most of the comments on Instagram. So, <laughs> Dude, I, I wish I could remember anything about basketball plays. Well, no, I, I, I remember be- stuff about basketball. I don't remember that. I don't remember like that last play and what happened, but apparently Luca or oh. Jalen brought it up, mm-hmm. gave it to Luca. Oh, Luca was oh, oh Luca did team. play. Luca, Luca had the ball and mm-hmm. he he they the defense shifted and mm-hmm. so he in his basketball mind knew to make the extra pass. Yeah, which I think is a smart basketball IQ play. But apparently it's like you have to make that choice between like, am I going to do the right thing or? I'm Luka Doncic. I need to pull this three. Yeah, I, should, so, I should put it up. And so he he gave it to either I think it was Dorian Finney Smith. It was Dinwiddie. Oh, Dinwiddie. And, and then, then uh, Dorian it. was in the corner. And the critique I was seeing was that we were down by one and nobody was cutting to the basket. Okay, gotcha. Oh, right. And so I don't know if it was just because that added pressure came and so it kind of blew things up. up the Maybe. Top the line, but I don't know. That's a sport I'm very much in the dark about. Well, yeah. you know, we're not here to talk about basketball. And today. you know what? We didn't even get to what he was talking about, but the critiques. This we, we never got there. And it'll probably happen more today than normal because there's three of us. Yeah. And so we can just kind of bounce. Mm. What was the, Oh, the original the, question the was, you have critiques for the pod. Or maybe well, not the pod. Yeah, as it? the special guest. Oh, okay. okay. As the original first, uh, first guest, <laughs> excluding Christian. <laughs> So when I used to work for uh, the ticket, might have heard of it. Oh yeah, sure. I forgot about that. So when when we had Dirk on the air, not to compare myself to Dirk too much, but it sounds like you, you know are. already I've mentioned it twice. <laughs> so when you know I went and met Dirk in the garage. Sure. All right. Oh okay. Yeah. And and I, you know Dirk didn't have to climb eight sets of stairs. <laughs> Is that what I was gonna... <laughs> in order to get? You know I got the elevator for Dirk. Sure, right, I had a bottle right. of water for Dirk. Right. How many times have I said Dirk now? Like I think we're okay, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> and then, you know, we brought him on. We bantered for a little bit. Before, and, you know, you guys had that covered. But you got to meet Dirk in the garage is what I'm You're saying. You're saying you bantered with Dirk personally? Yeah, yeah. We talked soccer. Interesting. Yeah, I was wearing my Liverpool uh, shirt, uh, which was a very strategic move on my part because I knew he liked soccer. And uh, I, I can't tell you much about Liverpool. Um, but I knew... <laughs> the Beatles are from Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. That's so I, knew, I, know. <laughs> I knew that he would... At least look at that. And I didn't want to talk basketball with Dirk yeah, because yeah, everybody's yeah. going to do that. Right. Of course. And so, uh, yeah, he saw my, my shirt and he was like, you know, said something about it. And apparently his, uh, I think his brother-in-law played soccer professionally. Really? Yeah. So we talked about that for a little bit. I pretended like I knew what I was talking about. I think I winged it enough. Maybe I didn't look in your back now. I winged it enough to where I at least held my own in conversation. That sounds like a, that sounds like a smart way to approach that yeah yeah it reminds me of your uh your it was a danny trejo conversation oh man yeah Yeah. where you're like okay i just want enough conversation to at least say i interacted with danny i'm gonna call you out right now yeah you're gonna do it aren't you danny is not in 50 first dates Uh, oh wait did you say that to him he sure did what oh my gosh we're gonna blame on Lindsay because she'll never listen to this but uh she confused Dan, no, not Dan. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider and Danny oh Trejo. My God. Rob Schneider's character <laughs> oh in Fifty First Dates. I'll give it to her. Is the most Danny Trejo yeah. looking yep. that he's ever been. Yeah, easily. But so when we were in the airport that morning, she was like, "Oh yeah, from Fifty First Dates." And if he was I wearing had, a mask, if probably... I had thought about that for maybe five seconds, I would have been like. Wait, no, that's mm. not him. But I just didn't. And I was like, yeah. And you said it too, Dan Trejo. And so when Whoa. I spoke to him, this is stupid in and of itself. And the more that I think about it, I regret it. 
But I told him that I loved him in Spy Kids, mm-hmm. Machete, mm-hmm. Con Air, yes, and Fifty First Dates. And you ended on Fifty First Dates. That is correct. You didn't just, it, <laughs> was, was it wasn't just like part of the sandwich, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just kind of mixed in there. You know, maybe you'd yeah. notice it. But yeah, no. he was yeah. probably tracking with you. He's probably like, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, man, yeah, oh, dude, yeah, Machete. Everybody says that. Sure, yeah. And then he was like, what the? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he doesn't so, remember. So he's like, a, maybe a few I was. weeks ago. Hannah Mason texted me, and she's like, dude, what? Yeah. She had been listening and was like, he's not in this movie. Man. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so I'm, you know, yeah. we, we haven't corrected it on the pod yet. So And, I, yeah, it was good to get that out there. To uh, answer your critique, William came up here, and I yes. said, hey, you didn't want to wait down in the garage for Cody? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's I'm going to blame that on William. No, actually. it's 100% my fault. I told him that I checked my watch and it was like 4.33, 4.34, yeah. and I was like, oh, I probably should head up. Yeah, and then he yeah. read that you were but having I saw that you were travel mm-hmm. issues and he chose to come up even faster. Right, yeah. But who who lives here? Um, is there a pivot I wasn't expecting. Yeah, right? Wholeheart- yeah, wholeheartedly agree with <laughs> Yeah, I, I do, I do, I do. And I like that that we're having you on and yet you brought me a beverage. That's yeah, I brought you a beverage. I um, And offered one for Max. That was very kind of you and I appreciate that. Yeah, man. You, you know what else he did for me recently? Very sweet. I say recently. You did this for me in December. Yeah. Uh, I received the gift yesterday. <laughs> it is. We were recording on April 24th. Late April. I, I, Cody gave me a Christmas gift yesterday, <laughs> which was awesome. It was a bag of golf balls, oh, which yeah, I man, need well, desperately. Uh, yeah, what do you need? I'm losing them, you know, by the dozen whenever I go <laughs> play. But, but yeah, man, I really appreciate around, right? it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. In part, I did that uh, because this past year, you paid for a round of golf for oh, me. okay. And you took me to the Texas yeah, TCU yeah. game. Yeah. And so I figured, why not get you $8 worth of golf balls? You I know? say we call it either. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> good also, here. what's that bling on your desk there, bro? Uh, that's the 2014 Wiley Prep State Championship ring. Have you guys flexed about that yet? Mm-mm. On here? No. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that definitely, you know, gives me pause. Do you want to like, hold it? Yeah, I want to wear it. Can I wear it? Yeah, sure, man. Or does it then become mine? No. It's lighter than I thought. No. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you got some girthy fingers. I sure do. He's got some big old fingies. They've actually shrunk since high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. But yeah, man, we haven't flexed about that. I don't think we really need to. Don't need it was to, almost yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, until it is 10 years, I think you can flex about it. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's a shame that this isn't a spinner on top like uh, some of those things. <laughs> <you see now. laughs> Just some normal crystals. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, there's no diamonds in there. Like, that's just... Yeah. I think it's, just, I think it's glass. I don't know what kind of stones. Cubic zirconium. Moissanite. Moissanite, maybe. Moissanite's actually nicer than the other one, right? Probably. Yeah, keep saying that. My wife has a moissanite ring, so yeah. I didn't yeah, pay him to say that. it's on the up and up for sure. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. I was going to press the mute button. I got to sneeze. And I was going to try to <laughs> save the viewers, but I, I lost the sneeze. They're not viewers. Oh, that's right. Listeners. <laughs> Hard listeners. <laughs> uh, but so you don't have any other critiques? Was that it? That was it? If that's so it, I, so feel, far, I feel pretty good about So that. far right now. Um, I do acknowledge that one of us or both should have, should have met you down there. Met yeah. you down there. Depends who it is. You know, if it's a stranger like me who's never been here before. Um, yeah, what's that on your wall? That's bro? Britney Spears, brother. Okay, it's 1999. Yeah, Britney Spears with some of your roommates. Yeah, also, they they wanted to put themselves up there. Yeah, this is also I think pretty neat too to get a behind the scenes look at uh, this high quality production um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that you have on, on this podcast. 
Um, do you normally just kind of hold a mic like that, or do you use? This uh, I'm usually using one of those mics. <laughs> okay, but I, yeah. We this is our capacity for a guest right now. <laughs> yeah, we have yet to dump much at all funds wise yeah into, y'all need a few sponsors the, I, set up here yeah i've been talking to my marketing team about potentially sponsoring you know one of these episodes or at least a segment at least you know you, you said the marketing team yeah yeah of like your of cody dfw, of cody yeah, DFW. yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah we've been chatting <laughs> How are those chats going? <laughs> is it a, like a team of like one yeah so far so far and even then that team of one is uh running about half capacity sure so. yeah i yeah. don't think at this point in our in our you know early stages, it would be super wise for. I mean, I, I, I reached out to Liquid Death to try to get some free water. What'd they say? They haven't responded. So <laughs> why would they? I don't know. You know, and and yeah, no, that that we have no reach yet. No, so it's if you were to reach, you'd be reaching towards people who <laughs> who are you know. <laughs> yeah, then that's that's my that's are. my market, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's, and that's and Germany point, actually, and Germany. And Germany. And, uh, yeah. What if you just got a call and it was like, we need you? Could you? You can't sell in Germany. Uh, I mean, they, when they want to come here, over here, yeah, which yeah. is likely. Can I tell you what I was thinking? Uh, my the oh, the effort course. that my marketing team put in. Well, they were thinking about doing a full commercial spot in German. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I know, man. I try to back up from the mic whenever I laugh so it's not so loud. Because whenever I listen, it's always like, oh, my gosh. And I have to turn it down whenever it starts. So yeah, that's a little pro tip. Ray, Ray was uh, complaining the other day because apparently with whatever levels we record with, they're not as loud as... What is it? What are they not as loud as? Like the commercial that we have? Or oh, yeah. Like I don't have a way to fix that. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I got arrested. But yeah, man. So I've been thinking about doing that uh, that commercial in German. So Did I, you uh, speak German? No. Did you speak but, any German to Dirk? Uh, no, definitely not. What's the low in German? That's all I know. Dorf. Dorf. No, that can't be it. Dorchelhoi? Torch yeah, I think that's it. Blinken Blank, Man, we're probably saying some terrible things. <laughs> German listens. German listeners are like, no, we're canceled, bro. Canceled. Yeah. I think there was one listener at one point. That was in Germany, and that was it. Well, we missed. It was you. probably a VPN. <laughs> it also could have been a VPN. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense too. Um, well, you know, I'm very excited to have you on today because Thanks, we're gonna have a conversation that I'm really pumped about because neither one of us is a super big baseball person not really at all uh, no. but you know the season's kicking up it, it, what is it three weeks in now two something or, like that two or three yeah. Weeks? yeah about 15 games in and that's crazy that's a lot of games in the short well, they time. play so many games you're, which i'm yeah, sure is something we'll talk yeah. about uh but yeah we you know we we thought it'd be fun to have you on this was a conversation prompted by cody right he oh, put right. in on the q a i can only assume because it was anonymous the way we looked Did you at that. do that? Maybe I definitely answered that. Yeah, okay. it, it was. Uh, it was like what kind of topics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, uh, these are the topics I want, and this is if you ever need a guest, here's what I can provide. Sure, and yeah. it's a very short list. Well, we got you, man. Survivor and baseball. Yeah, that's about it. You're I've a... also never watched any Survivor, so I wasn't. Prepared. Oh man, okay. I've I've, yeah. I've had a lot more baseball experience than Survivor. If we ever talk Survivor, I'm going to give you all some homework. That's fair. I hear Sur- great. Survivor things. is amazing. You watch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not oh. currently, but I mean, man, what, I'm excited like for that one. Forty-two seasons or 42, something. Forty-two, baby. Is it really? Yeah, man. Forty-two. Mm-hmm. Man, it's crazy. It's impressive for a show to do that. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think Jeff is worth? Man, dude, he is. He's the goat. Bro. Has he been there the whole time? The whole time, time since two thousand, man. 
Wow. Yeah, still rocking. So they're doing two seasons a year. Yeah, except okay. for the pandemic year. They had to take that off, obviously. But yeah, man. Two Actually, sets. they probably wouldn't find. They totally could have done that. So put them all on an island together? They they have a lot of restrictions, and we'll, okay. we'll dive into that during that episode. Let's not talk about it right now. It yeah, sounds yeah, like we're going almost, down, that, yeah. down that rabbit hole, and that's um, not what we want. But yeah, so let's let's talk baseball. Um, my, the first question that I just wanted to ask you, you is... You didn't ask the first question of what you think baseball. Sure. Right. Sure. Sure. Why don't you just do that? Cody. Sir. William. Yes. What you think about baseball? Mm. Excellent. That's good. I, you did a great I'm job. asking for you to answer. <laughs> I don't. I don't need you to tell me that my question was a good question. I, I'll I'll open us up okay. because it'll be short and sweet. I used to really enjoy baseball as a child or as a as a junior high and high schooler. Okay, I enjoyed baseball. I look back on not playing baseball with regret. Baseball is fun. It's yeah. fun to throw a baseball. I can imagine. Uh, that it is fun to hit a baseball. Probably pretty difficult. Um, but I do, yeah, I get to, so right now I get to work a little bit with a baseball team at Wiley East. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I, I've been hearing them talk about the season and stuff like that. And it seems like they're all having so much fun. And, and it just seems like a sport that I, I, I think I could have been okay at. And I think I really would have enjoyed it. I went to a lot of Rangers games. Probably from like sixth grade to junior year of high school. Do you think your interest in baseball waned as the Rangers got worse and worse? Absolutely. Yeah. So what were, the, I, what were those years? Sixth so grade. that was like 2000. Uh, it was prime Rangers. Mm-hmm. It was like 08 to mm-hmm. 2014, 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So it was like the best time to be a, a Ranger fan. fan. And I, I, I went to a couple of of those playoff games. And I'll tell this story later, but I also didn't go to one that I could have and should that have was a major mistake. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed baseball, but I never, I never played. And because I never played, there are things about baseball that I kind of just don't get, get. Yeah. And I don't understand. And I hear people talk about it and I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not really tracking with that. So that's kind of what I think about baseball. I think it's really sad that baseball as a sport has just kind of dropped. It's still a top five sport, I think, probably top three, honestly. But it used to be number one, the the biggest deal. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's what I think. What do you think, Cody? Well, I want to hear what you think, Matt. I am not a big baseball fan. Uh, my first experience with baseball, I think, I was probably like eight or nine and went to a Rangers game in the middle of summer um, and sat in the sun. And it was the longest day of my life, the hottest day of my life, and that was kind of baseball for me. Um, <laughs> It'll get you, yeah. And so that's that's not fun. It the games are too long. Um, there's not enough action for me. It's kind of boring. Mm. Um, and I don't know if I'd even like to get into baseball. There's a lot of players. It's too much to too much to learn. I think it was my first. First major, not major, but oversweep of the idea of baseball. What about watching on TV? Do either of you? <clears throat> I I will watch periodically on TV throughout the summer. I don't know why, but that's just something that I'll do. What and other then, sports are on during the summer? Uh, basketball basketball playoffs. playoffs are the first half of the summer. And then after that, you've got baseball. You've got baseball. Yeah, that's your only option. Okay. But I'll do it. And then 
I'll pick it back up sometimes in uh, like playoff time, right. October-ish. Naturally. Yeah. Right when, but it, yeah, it's tough because that's also when football season is starting. Right. Correct. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, man. What, ch- what I think about baseball, um, it's, yeah, so for those that don't know, we're based out of Dallas, basically, and so our team locally, Texas Rangers, been around since the 70s, so not a ton of history, but obviously 50 years is, is nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've grown up playing it. Uh, I grew up going to games since as long as I can remember. Pictures of me, you know, as a four-year-old out of the, the, the stadium that you suffered in. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ballpark, but, you know, it's like when you're a, when you're a kid, you just got this energy oh, yeah. that just, you know, can beat that 100-degree heat. Um, but yeah, man. So I had, I had a family of, um, four. So me, three of the siblings plus my parents. So, you know, it's a, we, we didn't grow up with money. So it's also, it can be one of the cheaper sports to attend. That's true. If you get some of those, uh, tickets up top and then growing up, they always had these deals, you know, you bring in a Coke can, you get four tickets and a hot dog that you split between the four of you, whatever, right? (laughs) 20 bucks. And so. Yeah, so it's you know it was an accessible sport I think in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also one of the um, more accessible sports to play as a kid. Um, yeah, it's just you you're, you have nine players on a team, so you're more likely to get playing time right. as opposed to some of these other sports. That's true. Yeah, um, so things like that. So I think I had a lot of involvement with it with the sport um, and just became obsessed with it, watching it, whether it was. These teams, you know, we're talking, so 95 is probably when I first started to watch. Okay. Very, very bad teams in there. So, thankfully, we reached the playoffs for the first time in our franchise's history, (laughs) which is awful to say. It took us 20-something years to reach the playoffs. Um, Hmm. But, so we we reached the playoffs in, like, I think it was 96 was the first time, immediately swept by the Yankees. Uh, And then I I think the next year, same thing, reached the playoffs, immediately swept by the Yankees. Uh, two years later, we reached the playoffs again in like '99, um, and then we uh, are, are beat by the Yankees. I think we won one game against the Yankees. So that's kind of the history of of, uh, of Rangers' success that you're looking at in my childhood. And then we go into the worst years of baseball I think I've ever witnessed, even more so than than what we've been dealing with recently. Even though there's a lot of parallels, uh, and so there's a lot to suffer through there. Mm-hmm. And so I needed a playoff team to latch onto, and I latched onto the Boston Red Sox. So you probably see me in like my Red Sox hat. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this would have been like. 2000s, early 2000s? Yeah, so you're talking 2003. First, real, so, you know, it's maybe, I don't know if this is an appropriate word, but my sports puberty. It's, nah, it's you know, when you're fun. when you're coming into sort of like, you're like, all right. I'm, coming of age. Yeah, 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 I'm starting to love, you know, find my first love here. Oh, yeah. And so we all have these nostalgic memories of whatever that was. And I, I love these surveys of like, when was the best era of basketball? Or, yeah. or, or It's always whenever you were coming into that sports puberty. Sure. Mm-hmm. Always, right? And, uh, and so for me... I found a team to root for the playoffs. It was the Red Sox. Red Sox had this historic run the year after I really started following them. Documentaries about it. One, uh, I think 30 for 30 did one that was absolutely terrific that I would encourage. 45 minutes, great watch. Um, and so then I was just hooked for mm-hmm. life after that. Um, but that's also correlates with kind of the downturn of baseball. But it's almost like, here's another critique of the podcast, the Formula One episode y'all had. Formula One has a huge following, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, but it's it's not like other sports right. where there's constant action. Right. It's like you got to know kind of what's going on here. 
But for some reason, you guys are hooked on Formula One, even though you didn't grow up on Formula One. And so it's like, I would have loved to know, what is it about a sport like Formula One, and maybe you can answer this now, that really hooked you, even though it's not constant action, even though there's not these uh, personas that are marketed to, you know, the millionth degree like Mm -hmm. it is here in America. So what is it about something like that that really got you guys like, maybe I'm interested in this, maybe as a grown man for the first time ever? Even though I can't even go to the events, sure. I mentioned you, this. You can actually. They have oh. a. They have a in Austin, right? In Austin, yeah. Yeah. So you got to drive three and a half hours. You got to go sit in the sun over there. Correct. You got to pay a couple hundred bucks, probably. Uh, expensive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let me just. I'll, I'll dip out of this one. That was the episode that Christian was on. Oh, That's oh, correct. oh. So yeah. Have, pardon. Pardon. I have had zero Formula One interest. No, no wonder that the y'all didn't go dive, dive deep into Formula One. Correct. Yes. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> my interest in Formula One comes. Strictly from the Netflix documentary on it, mm-hmm. um, where they dive into not just the history of the sport, but also the ten different teams that are in the sport, mm-hmm. as well as the drivers. I uh, just like seeing the personalities of the sport yeah. made me enjoy it. Yeah, and that I think is exactly why Formula One is doing well, and it's why sports like basketball really took off in the. Um, David Stern era when he kind of took over. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really cool show on HBO right now. Uh, oh, I haven't watched it. Yet. Showtime. Yeah, yeah, pretty neat. You know, it, it takes liberties, but um, yeah, it's just pretty neat to kind of watch the growth of this sport that was about to fall apart. Yeah, um, and then also there were some similar things that happened with, with football. Football was you know divided into the two leagues, mm-hmm. and they came together as one league in the I think the 70s, and then from there you really started to kind of see what football was becoming. Mm-hmm. But even then. It didn't become what it is now, I think, until kind of like the late 90s, early 2000s, um, which honestly I think correlates with some of baseball's downfall. Um, oh. Yeah, and I'll get into some of that. But, you know, that's just kind of the my overarching, like, this is where I'm coming from mm-hmm. when it comes to baseball. So I don't know if you had any like, specific questions that you want to dive into. This is the most history we've ever gotten on a podcast so far. This that's, a, that's the thing, man. So you talk about, talk about Formula One, right? And how... What's the name of the the documentary? Uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. Yeah, very popular. Um, I think within, you know, I'm very, I'm into sports. And so I'm going to hear about it probably a little bit more. So I wonder if just sort of the average person has heard about this this documentary. But it's very, very popular, very, you know, in in America where, yeah, it's like, you're, you're not, this isn't their target audience, but somehow we've latched on. Right. Sure. And I think it's because they do such a great job of, you need context here. And if you get the context of it, then you go and watch it and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm actually kind of into this. And that's very similar to baseball. If you watch what goes on with baseball, even, you know, Twitter is kind of like, it's the best and worst thing for baseball because you're seeing these really cool things. You want to see Fernando Tatis? Just jump on the Twitter, you know, for for San Diego Padres and they're Mm -hmm. going to show you Fernando Tatis. You don't have to watch three and a half hours. You're getting the 12 seconds of the best player on the team. And so, yeah, but it's like, if you want more, you need the history and the context and what's going on here. And, and that just adds so many layers to it that I think, you know, baseball is trying to figure out, like, how do we, yeah, you know, really bring this up. And so that's why you talk about, like, man, history. Yeah, this, this sport is just full of that. I also think, I wonder if there are certain things about reality TV that, that, maybe even like the MLB and, and other uh, leagues are, are kind of seeing like, okay, people want 
people want an inside look into players and their lives and their personalities and right. things like that. Well, the NFL has kind of figured that out with um, the HBO show. What is that Hard called? Knocks. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, yeah. Which I feel like they've, they've actually been doing that for a while, but I love Hard Knocks. Yeah. Right. And I really do enjoy, like, the behind-the-scenes, um, yeah, practices and meetings and just little glimpses that you kind of get into what goes on, you know, Monday through Saturday right. in the NFL. Well, I think even like uh, Netflix has QB one as well. If they did like right. a QB one for baseball, I'd watch that too. Yeah, they just don't have that kind of thing mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, or even unless um, they do, and I don't know about it. I, I mean, I don't think so. There's some things here and there mm-hmm. that kind of dive into behind the scenes stuff, but for the most part, no. I even think of like John Gruden's show where he uh-huh. um, was a Monday morning QB or something like that. Oh, I was thinking of Gruden's Grinders. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you just made that up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I might be thinking he would do this little segment on Monday Night Football when he was the analyst <laughs> where he'd bring someone in and, you know, yell at them and stuff. Yeah. He wouldn't actually yell at them, but yeah, it right. was just, you know, film breakdown type stuff. Yeah. But, but like that's <laughs> that kind of stuff is just, you know, yeah. to the, to the, normal everyday fan to get a look behind of like whoa the depth Dude. of this or that cooper cup interview yeah where he was talking about that touchdown or whatever i don't know if you've, you've ever seen this oh thing. and he like uh, he like read off madden plays almost the way yeah he yeah was he was just kind of going through it oh, right yeah. and and then instantly people were like this is amazing like yeah. this dude's mind and so when you start to get an insight of the depth behind some of this stuff mm-hmm. you're like whoa okay this is you know and some of that's like this is where i think baseball is kind of also going wrong too Nerds are ruining the game. Nerds have made it to where if the most interesting thing about this at bat is that this guy's barrel percentage is, you know, 98% percentile, like nobody cares about that he barrels the ball better than anybody else. Like what does that mean for me watching this sport? I don't even know what you're saying. Exactly. That's what I mean when I say that there are certain things about playing baseball. Like I remember finding out like that slugging is a – you have to do like some kind of – yeah, there's percent or math. Like, there's like a math, and I was like, I'm gonna do like no, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah, like, no, so. nobody wants to see what uh, Steph Curry's splash percentage is. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you just want right. to see Steph Curry go off. Splash. Yeah, right. yeah, and so I think there's like stuff like that where I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. What's our audience here? Why can't we just make beautiful documentaries about some of these teams and players? But that's that's some stuff that I definitely want to dive into. But I don't know if y'all have anything else just off the top of your head where you're like, let's just set a little bit more foundation here. Uh, I one time went to a Rangers-Yankees game, and... Electric, right? Oh, it was amazing. (laughs) So good. Yeah. But I would go with a buddy of mine who had season tickets, and we'd go for batting practice. So we'd show up, like, hours before the game. Mm -hmm. And so we go to the Yankees dugout, and Alex Rodriguez walks up, and we've got all this stuff that, you know, I'm like... I was a kid. Yeah. So, you know. Whatever. As a Rangers fan, like you know, not super cool, but it's a run. I'm yeah. like, if mm-hmm. I can get him to sign something. You give a Rangers ball to sign? No, I was just gonna okay. give him a ball to sign. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, here's my Rangers shirt, sign it. <laughs> um but he looked me straight in the eyes and he said, I gotta go to BP and I'll be back in like five or ten minutes. I'll I'll come sign you stuff. Mm. That dude never came back. Coward. Coward. Yeah. He left. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's all I wanted to and now, say. Now A-Rod's on a, uh, basically a makeup tour. Really? Where he's, he knows his Hall of Fame vote is coming up pretty Ooh. soon. And so he's, uh, he's starting this tour of like, 
Man, I hope people think Strap of me it. positively. Oh, yeah. But so the stories like this, though, will keep him down, brother. Yeah, yeah we need that. We need yeah, to, no. yeah, get out there and evangelize against him. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was wondering, you, you mentioned kind of loving baseball from a very young age. Was that something that was kind of passed down from your family? It was like, did your were your parents big sports fans or baseball fans or oh yeah know? yeah you know it's I, my it's hard to I think I'm in a similar boat as most of my family where it's like if there's a sport we'll we'll look into it yeah um, except for soccer for some reason they're always so against that and so I think it wasn't until like college that I really got into soccer uh, really into soccer enough to talk to Dirk so <laughs> <laughs> flex on that so yeah I, okay. yeah right <laughs> time number 12 you have to do a Dirk count on this. <laughs> I, I saw him as soon as I walked in that poster of Dirk over there in the corner <laughs> yeah. I was like oh baby I know what I'm doing yeah <laughs> so yeah I think it was there's just so many memories associated with the sport um whether it's just watching at home you know what you know when you when you don't have money you just kind of what you got at home is what you use and so it was playing outside right. with the friends, and it was what's on the TV, yeah. you know? Because our vacations were literally Darlington. Yeah. Like, that was vacation for the year. That's you, you bring up an interesting point because I hadn't thought much about this. I've never seen – I've never gone to a Cowboys game. Hmm. Um, and I didn't start going to college football games until uh, I would go to TCU games because Lindsey was hmm. cheering at them. Right. Um, but I would go – we'd go to Rangers games – like sometimes two or three a year, just my family. And then I, I started going with my buddy. I would go, you know, five a year, something like that. And even as adults, it's like, I'll look into a Rangers game every year because it's so affordable. It's pretty accessible. And, yeah. and it's that is something that I appreciate and really love about baseball. I don't know if that's something that – is that the same across the whole league? Like – yeah, I mean, I think it, you, you got 162 games. So earlier we were talking about 15 games were pretty far into the season, 10%. So right. it'd be like if you're one uh, 1.6 games into the Cow- 1.7 games into right. the Cowboy season right now, you'd be like, oh, we're still pretty early, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So you got 162 games, um, and I think for the most part, unless you know, it's like when the Lakers come to town. When the Lakers come to town, you're sure. gonna, you're gonna, the tickets are going to be three yeah, times yeah, as expensive. Yeah. Right. Same thing with the Yankees and Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have that kind of stuff. But even then, it's like I went to a Yankees game, sat in the outfield, um, same same uh, section actually. I don't know if y'all saw it on the news the other day on the Twitter sphere. Uh, this whole section of Yankees fans started getting into fight with players. I did not see not that. Too, yeah, that's um, that's another thing that's interesting about baseball is that a lot of what's interesting about baseball happens outside of play. <laughs> uh, so you know, and so you know, there's there's I feel like there's some of that in every sport. Right. But, yeah. So I I but. I went to the Yankees game. It was like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks, something yeah. like that. Um, so same seats. If I was trying to find the cheapest seat at the Rangers game, I'm looking at like ten bucks. So, you know, it's expensive. But to say I was at Yankee Stadium, watched the Yankees play for thirty bucks, that's pretty cheap. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, that that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean you're. You're talking hundreds of dollars to go see a Cowboys game. Yeah, probably. yeah. I looked it up because I was I was I was kind of wondering. I was like. Is part of the issue that now this is an expensive event, baseball. And so I went to a game last weekend, which is why I couldn't record this podcast, ironically. <laughs> and so my tickets were, you know, 30 bucks each or something like that. Um, parking, um, it'll run about 20 bucks for a car. 
you're driving out to Arlington. I love what y'all said one time. I think it was you and Christian talking. You're like, when I was a kid, Arlington felt like, oh, <laughs> I felt, oh my gosh, dude. You're like, we're, we're never going to get there. Yeah. But now I drive out there and I'm like, oh, 40 minutes. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, man. It was so far as a yeah. kid, though. Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. totally was. It, but somehow I'm like, man, did the roads just get better or something? But then you drive out there and everything's under construction. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, you got gas and then you got um, concessions. And so me and my brother, you know, Two, I got a hot dog and some cheese fries. Most disgusting cheese I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and the dude in the back was just like squeezing it out of oh, his bag. I saw, he like burned himself in the bag. And this lady's like, Charles! Charles, we got that cheese yet? And I was like, and I was like we, we waited in line for like 30 minutes. This whole experience. And it cost us 45 bucks. All this stuff, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, and so, and I was like, man, like, does that, could me and my brother, per person, it was probably like a $60 adventure to go watch this game and i was like is that a, is that a stumbling block for people to go out here and then i was like let me see what the cheapest cowboys ticket is let's assume you didn't get anything right and it was like 60 something bucks yeah. to you know sit in the corner of the end zone way at the top and i'm like no right <laughs> you know? this isn't like because you don't gotta eat right you don't gotta right. get all this and so yeah man so i'm like yeah it's still a cheap cheap event yeah to go out it there. definitely is yeah i uh that's interesting i so to me I'm trying. I'm trying to think more, more into like, because all of this is making sense, and I'm like, yeah, I I do enjoy baseball. I think to me, one of the major reasons that it's it's been difficult for me to care about baseball or follow it like I do football and then basketball. I think the the length of the season. And what I mean more is is how many games are played. So mm-hmm. you've already you know you already said 162 game season. Mm-hmm. To me, each game you know naturally it's like the more that you have of something, the less each individual game matters, and 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 maybe matters is not the right word, but just the less weight on each game there is, yeah, right? right? Right. And so yeah, it's like you got a you know 17 game NFL season. It's like Every week you're you're at least for me it's like I'm getting excited about every matchup every yeah. week and I think the fact that there's one a week is mm-hmm. is exciting you know and um you know even with basketball it's like you know you're playing they might play what up to 3 games a week sometimes yeah. so even with that there's there's kind of a lot going on there but yeah it's baseball it's like they're going to play every other day or sometimes <laughs> back-to-back days or sometimes two games in a day or yeah. whatever and yeah, it's yeah. like it just kind of gets to the point where i i just have to wonder how much of that affects people's desire to watch games yeah yeah and then because of that obviously if there's gonna if there's not a desire in a fan to watch every game then you immediately that's like one step removed from the sport yeah and then it's like okay i you know i'm missing games so i'm not really and that, that's kind of how it was for me. It's like I used to enjoy it. I used to go to games, and we kind of started to suck. And then it was like I, I can't name – I'm not even joking with you. I don't think I can name a player on the Rangers That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah, I, I could definitely couldn't. I think for me, um, a little bit of is why I don't watch like soccer or hockey or mm-hmm. those other games is the excitement is in the scoring, and there is no scoring going on in baseball on okay. a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I love it. Is because it's because of the downtime? 
is because of if there's a if if a run is earned, if a point is earned, like it it is earned, man. Mm -hmm. Like somebody had to they had to work for that. Um, as opposed, and that was one of the hard things for me to really get into basketball. Basketball only only games I watch are playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, is it you that I talked to about? No, it's uh, my friend Kevin about just college basketball just being like such a joke. Um, because yeah, even the NCAA tournament, it's I forget the stat, but it's like in one weekend, uh, maybe like the Elite Eight the three-point percentage was something like 20% for, like, all the best teams. And I'm like, what am I watching, dude? And, but it's like, yeah, so so basketball, it's tough for me because it's like, oh, man, like, this guy just scored a, you know, an alley-oop bucket or something like that, and the next guy just goes and shoots a corner three. Yeah. And it's like... And it's canceled <laughs> it was, out of me. Yeah, we just got yeah. so excited over that, yeah, yeah. and then we forget about it, you right. know, like mm-hmm. two, two quarters later. And so, yeah, I'm like, man... It was hard for me to really enjoy that, but I think I, now I just enjoy the athleticism of some of this and just the intricacies of the sport and watching everything kind of play out the plays of that. But in baseball, hockey, soccer, it's like these things are like earned, 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 right. and it takes a lot of coordination to make this stuff happen. And it's you know, it's yeah, it's just pretty neat for me to kind of watch that play. So, out. do you find yourself as a fan when you're watching a game? playing out scenarios pretty much all the time of like okay so if this happens right here let's you know let's say there's one out Mm -hmm. and this guy gets on base right and so now we've got one out we've got one on base like are you you find yourself thinking through yeah how can we earn runs here yeah and i think part of that is i played it um you know for all of high school i made varsity as a a sophomore and then played i was on like the practice squad at, at unt the basically the equivalent of the practice squad for a semester or so a little less I, than a semester i did not know that yeah i mean and it was just like you just show up and just kind of like help them practice right. like that um because i wasn't good enough yeah, if you're that was your next question yeah so yeah so yeah i'm not as good as mitchell pavel who actually played for unt <laughs> oh, baseball really? yeah second base did not know that yeah yeah man so he was, he was a stud dude so yeah man um i think it helps that i played and so maybe yeah, kind of sure notice that kind of stuff yeah. just like you guys with football or, right. or basketball it's like you're noticing some of those things that i'm not noticing off ball screens right right it right. wasn't until okay. i think youtube came around that really started breaking mm-hmm. some of this stuff down where i was like whoa look at all this stuff that happened look at how much steph moves yeah. in a single just play open something yeah. up yeah you know or, or clay never dribbling mm-hmm. you know stuff like that but it's because of all this teamwork that goes on that he doesn't have to dribble yeah. he doesn't want to like that kind of stuff where I'm like, oh. But I also realized that I put in the effort. Yeah. Is it effort? Right. If I'm just watching YouTube videos on my toilet? Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to understand it's the time. game. Yeah. yeah. Mental effort. So, yeah. So, at any given moment, there are so many layers that are going on to a baseball game that I am aware of. And so, you know, it's kind of like how do you make this sport as enjoyable for people when the season, when you don't have you Darvish and Adrian Beltre right. and Michael like, how do you make it as enjoyable in a year that we're going to go and lose 100 games? Mm-hmm. But I can still go out to the game and be like, dude, this is an intense moment right now. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and it's it's kind of hard to kind of translate that, I think, in some way. But, yeah, I definitely am going through that. I think as I've thought over the last few seconds, I, I really <laughs> don't think I can name a single player on the roster. Yeah, I'm trying to think who you might be able to. Corey Seager was our biggest signing oh, okay. this year. Okay, yeah. I, that name's familiar. We went to a game. Was it last season? Two years ago. Okay, so was oh that, no, no, it, must no, have it was been last, last year. year in yeah. the new stadium. Mm-hmm. And I remember having this moment where they put like they put up both uh, lineups. I think it was the Red Sox that we were playing. Maybe I not. think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I looked. I, I like looked at 
what I thought was the Red Sox lineup. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, this that, is the Rangers. That's, that's our boys. I have no idea who. <laughs> I think I recognized one name. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah rightfully so, man. Maybe so. did we have Gallo at that point last year? Yeah, you would have. Yeah, so it might have just been Joey Gallo, but I think that's what it was. Yeah, but yeah. Um, okay, so so let's dive into what you know. What kind of are your thoughts on why baseball as a sport in you know maybe maybe more the major leagues yeah uh, have struggled or or maybe you know I don't know your opinion. Have they struggled? Do you think that there's a drop off in in fan engagement and in popularity i think the statistics show that in some ways but uh i don't know what are your thoughts on that is baseball is baseball dying as a sport yeah i think yeah one thing you have to think through is okay the golden era of baseball was the 40s and 50s because you're basically coming out of world war ii mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah talking about world war ii on a podcast about baseball <laughs> but you're coming out of world war ii and you needed entertainment. Right. Uh, and so you had, what, silent films? Sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. What, what do you even have? Like, what's the Oscar winner from, from 1947? Like, no, where's, where's the list? Casablanca. Yeah, or sure. Like That's there. what you're yeah. watching. Or you can go watch live entertainment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so music probably isn't the best at that point. Um, from what I'm gathering of, of my knowledge of <laughs> no, music in the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even a little bit. <laughs> and so you get, you get baseball going on. And particularly in the Northeast, where most people lived at the time, uh, and then also St. Louis. St. Louis is basically the team for anybody west of St. Louis. Okay. You followed St. Louis. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and so baseball just really took off. And you had these huge, huge players like Mickey Mantle. Um, I think that was also the era of like Roger. No, Maris was a few, few years later. But, yeah, so Mickey Mantle, right? He's like the name of all names. Um, Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> bow down. Yikes. And so yeah, he's he's, he's a blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. the name of all names, not above all oh, names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get it right. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's like you got these huge personalities coming out of of that era too. And so was it sustainable to think baseball will always be this and will always be America's game instead mm. of just America's pastime and. I don't think there's much of anything that you can look at from the 40s and 50s and say, yep, that's still the that's top still, dog yeah, that's a good point. of, yeah. of what uh, our culture enjoys mm-hmm. to take in. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to say that you can't even really look into the 80s and say that it is. Maybe, I guess, just like film. But right. e- even then, it's like TV but shows everything now. has changed. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like TV shows. It used to be a joke if you were an actor on a TV right. show. And now the best yeah. – actors in Hollywood are going to TV shows. Yeah. Right. Um, and even then it's like Hollywood, take that. Mm-hmm. It's like Hollywood isn't what it used to be. It's like now you can go film in Georgia if you want to and make the walking sure. dead and make one of the greatest TV shows ever in Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that where you're starting to see our culture shift. And so it's like, yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that baseball isn't the number one sport right. in the world. I think the issue becomes fundamentally you have owners that own the teams that realize they can make a lot more money by not winning baseball games hmm. and not putting out competitive teams. And so for them, it's a business. Yeah. That's all it is to them. Mm-hmm. Very rarely will you get an owner that is really into winning. The Mets just got an owner that was a fan, basically. Um, and so now he's really into winning. 
Um, and then you got a few, you know, the Steinbrenners for the Yankees and stuff like that. But are also the Yankees. They're never going to yeah. struggle for money. Right. They're the most valuable franchise maybe in sports, I think. They're top it's, three. Yeah, but it's like Barcelona, Cowboys, Yankees yeah. kind of thing. And so fundamentally, that's the issue. And okay. the reason we had a strike recently in baseball, mm-hmm. the most recent one, um, we've had a few, is because <laughs> that they were trying to address that. Gotcha. And so I think the players realized this is going to be a progressive thing where we're going to have to slowly inch towards a more reasonable, you know, goal over time. But essentially what you have in, in the in the owners is they can – so there's no salary cap mm-hmm. in baseball, right? There's no – I don't think there's a salary floor either. Might be wrong on that based on the new CBA, collective bargaining agreement. But there's no floor in terms of how how you have to have this kind of salary, okay. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're the Miami Marlins, they're the, they're the ones that are getting the most heat for this. They had Giancarlo Stanton. Right. Might have heard, might have heard of them? Absolutely. Any? Yeah. Let me, let me, no? All right. No. So he is just the top dog of hitters, man. Okay. Balls. Yeah. Okay. Just this beast of a man can send the ball 500 feet. Played for the Miami Marlins. You had this guy, Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. who went off and played for the Brewers and I think won MVP. You had Marcelo Zuna, who before he got into legal trouble was one of the best players. Uh, JT Realmuto, who is uh, probably a top five catcher in the game. Catcher, pretty difficult position to get a good player at. All playing for the Miami Marlins. And that's a franchise that has won two World Series. How many of the Rangers won? Zero. Zero. They've been to two in... Uh, what year is it? 50-something years. Right. Miami has been to the playoffs twice in the, their history of their franchise. They may, they won the World Series both times. Interesting. Yes. That's sick. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's a pretty good winning percentage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you got this, and they have a pretty new stadium. I think they got their stadium like mm-hmm. 2008, something like that. And so they got a lot going for them in terms of like, we want to build something here. And you're obviously in a hot destination like Miami. Yeah. I mean, LeBron went there. Sure. Uh, so it's like, you know, you got people that want to come here. And so, ironically, Derek Jeter takes over as the president. And I think he was just kind of the fall guy. But Miami guts their team. Right. They trade every single one of those players that were all-stars or became all-stars or MVPs and things like that. Um, in part because they knew we can get guys in here and rather than pay them $23 million, we can pay them $700,000. We can still, we have these uh, contracts in place with these cable networks that we're going to get paid no matter what. As long as we put a product on the field, we're getting paid from the cable network. It doesn't matter how many fans come into the stands really Hmm. because the cable Hmm. is what pays us. And we have revenue sharing built within our league that as long as we have a team, we're getting money. So the Yankees are getting money, but they're also giving us some money too because we split this money over 30 yeah. people. And so owners are seeing that. Why? Right. Why would you field a team you know, that has to be competitive? And so you get things like the Rangers where they're at least smart about it. So the Rangers realized we cannot beat Houston. We, have, we don't have the players to beat Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston's really, really good for five or six years. Cheating aside, they were still really, really right. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they looked at that, and they were like, okay, we can try and compete, and we can lose a whole lot of money in the process and probably still not beat Houston, who's Mm -hmm. in our division. Or we can save money, chill out a little bit, uh, just admit, like, hey, we're just going to be terrible for a few years. That's when you probably fell out of love with the Rangers around 2016 or so. Yeah. Um, And then say, like, okay, in 2023, we'll start thinking about competing. Okay. And that's when Houston's going to be on their downside. The way baseball works, you don't just replenish guys like right. that. Um, it's not like 
basketball where it's like, okay, maybe we can get a playoff spot because sure, yeah. there's not eight playoff spots mm-hmm. um, or ten now. So that's what happened with the Rangers is they were like kind of strategic about it. Like they, they weren't saying we're not going to spend any money at all. Um, they were just saying like not right now okay. because in this past offseason, they spent the most money in free agency, I hmm. think, out of any team. They spent half a billion dollars on two players. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Learn those names, if nothing else. Golly, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. Man. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I have always been... There's two things about baseball that have always blown me away just as far as money. Number one, the whole no salary cap thing is really interesting. Yeah, very me. interesting to me. And I feel like baseball more than any other sport... Well, number one, they pay their players stupid amounts of money. Yeah, top player right now I think is making $45 million. And so that's, <sighs> you know... Uh, Pat Mahomes. So the only thing that I could think of, because the other thing I was going to say is they'll do these, they'll they'll do ten year contracts. Yeah. Which before Pat Mahomes' contract, I had not seen yeah. one like that in the NFL. But guys will, you know, the first one coming to mind is I think Mike Mike Trout had like a ten year contract yeah. or something like that. Giancarlo actually uh, had a did he 10, with yeah. the Yankees as well? Yeah, it might have even been with Miami when he got it. That's okay, why gotcha. they got it. Up. Sure. But yeah, so like. Which I guess is good, and I wonder if we're going to start seeing more of that in football as well. Because you people decide, like, okay, this is someone we're trying to invest in, and clearly they're, they've got the talent. But, but, yeah, it's like before Patrick Mahomes in the baseball world, it's like, yeah, Mike Trout, I want to say it was something like 10-year, 300, 325, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, Bryce Harper got the same thing. Right, and yeah. so um, that's, that is unbelievable. Yeah, there me. is major money. In baseball. And I think in part, you're playing 162 games. Right. And so, you know, they're trying to account for that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I remember when A-Rod signed his contract with Texas in, I think, 2000. Ten years, you know, $250 million was the first, or maybe it was $200 million, but it was the first deal that got into the, the 20s. Dang. And I think at the time, it's like, you know, the highest paid uh, football player was making maybe nine or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was going to be some... Probably like Kurt Warner or something, yeah. right? And so, yeah, so crazy. yeah, just to see that, you're like, oh my gosh! And there's some ridiculous contracts in, in basketball too, but yeah, a lot of that's to manipulate some of the like salary mm-hmm. uh, requirements stuff. But yeah, man, baseball is wild. I found it so interesting that even as the sport kind of like descends in popularity, it can they can still be the highest paid athletes or yeah, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably because of the cable deals. And that kind That's of thing it. That he's talking about. Also, I was going to comment on that. I had no idea. Didn't about know that at any all. Of that. Yeah, I've always thought about it as just kind of yeah, like you were saying earlier. It's like okay, it's a little bit slower of a game, like yeah. things like that. The seasons are longer. I didn't know anything about all that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So and it happens, honestly, makes does that happen in other sports? I'm not sure. Okay. So if I compare it, though, to the most popular sports right now, I think it would probably be football mm-hmm. and then college football and then basketball. Maybe you probably reverse those. Basketball, college football, and uh, MMA. Is that probably like the most – like the hottest sports yeah. right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. MMA, that's – I don't know if I would throw that in the top five. It very well I, may be. I would. I think yeah. you're yeah, it's better huge. off doing so. Yeah, it's um, right now. But so, what's it? College football and football. I want to put those in one category. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to watch a basketball game, um, your team, where do you have to tune into? We have to tune into the Bally Sports Network. Yeah, not easy, right? <laughs> if you wanted to watch – I don't even uh, know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, you should be Fox Sports Southwest. Yeah. 
FS1? Mm-hmm. No, like FSSW. FSSW. <laughs> We are Fox Sports. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to watch MMA, what are you watching? An, yeah, illegal, an illegal stream somewhere? Yeah, right. Yeah, I know you, you people. Uh, I do the same thing. Um, but if you want to watch football, what are you watching? Fox. CBS. CBS. NBC. CBS, yeah. Occasionally the NFL Network or something like mm-hmm. that. Same thing with college football. You're hearing Jim Nance's voice. You're yeah. hearing, you know, these these iconic Kirk people. Herb Street. Oh, my gosh, yeah. man. Joel yeah, you're, Klatt. Oh, you're getting the goats, yeah. right? And so I think that is one thing is baseball is not easy to watch. Okay. Um, but the owners don't care uh, for now because they have these mega deals with these contracts with these cable companies. And so they're seeing their money coming in. And I think that's part of also why the Rangers locally speaking, they waited until this year because they saw, okay, our money's coming in 2021. Uh, when, when they started with Valley sports. So that was another reason to wait. And okay. so, you know, but you just get these Facebook comments they're just like, this team sucks. Fire yeah. John Daniels. Bring back Nolan Ryan. And you're like, man, there's some layers to this, brother. Right. Like they go yeah. just beyond, you know, Nolan Ryan and his beef hot dogs that he sells. And, oh, yeah. you know, where's J- J- fire this guy? And so, yeah, I think there's some complexity there that you're not seeing with other sports. But it also kind of ruins the sport in a way, yeah. too. Because you can't just jump on and watch on NBC or Fox. Mm-hmm. It, like, if, if Al Michaels is not calling your game, if Kirk Herbstreet is not calling it, if... Uh, Joe Buck even right, or yeah. uh, Jim Nance if they're not calling your sport in some ways it loses some credibility in mm-hmm. my mind because it's like these guys are like this is who you want talking about your sport yeah who was that who was the tight end that started oh Greg Olson yeah, yeah. Golly. what'd he I, say <laughs> He's just not a good commentator he's yeah he's he would call a couple of those Cowboys games this year man yeah it, it's, it's, it uh, lost a little bit of credibility. I'm just, <laughs> you know, yeah. Good, good. yeah, right? But yeah, that's going to be awkward whenever you guys have Greg Olson on your podcast and you got to play that audio. <laughs> We're like, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll say to his Yeah, you got to be like, hey, man, I, I want to play a clip for you and I got to apologize. <laughs> You're yeah. such a great man. <laughs> <laughs> What's Cam Newton like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So let me ask you this Can okay. we take a break? And then I want to unpack for you guys, starting from 1994 to. April 24th, 2022, how baseball has kind of become what it is. Absolutely. Yes. All right. I think Let's that do that. This will be the way the commercial's at. Phenomenal. Oh, good call. Let me. There you go. Now you can find the audio. Um, so and we're back. And we are back. What a break it's, it was. <laughs> it has been. What a, what a neat deal. Okay, we were just unpacking a little bit of, of kind of the downfall of baseball. And, and Cody has some interesting ideas just about kind of what led to that. Uh, why don't you, why don't you summarize just kind of what you were just showing us? Yeah. So I'm going to unpack it a little bit. Yeah. So we start in 1994. There's a lockout that I think probably started the, the, the snowball effect of ruining baseball. What it was. It was a lockout that ended the World Series. There was not a single, uh, playoff game played. They played a little bit of the season, locked out. No playoffs are played. Um, meanwhile, uh, they come to an agreement, get it done, 95 season starts. Okay, cool. 1999 rolls around, and uh, that's the, the year of the home run race. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa battle out to beat this record that existed since 1961. Baseball is a very old sport dating back to the 1890s. 
So when something historic has happened in baseball, did you know that? Yeah, I knew. Okay, yeah. I didn't know when in the 1800s, but I knew it was late 1800s. It is 1880s, 1890, something like that. It's a Civil War game. So <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So it's like when something historic happens in baseball, it's usually a big deal. So that's why guys like Shohei Otani are like, oh my gosh, dude! Like nobody's ever done this since right. Babe Ruth. It's a deal. Um, so this record has existed. The home run record has existed since uh, 1961. I think Roger Maris of the New York Yankees hit 61 in 61. Um, and Babe Ruth, or sorry, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are on the verge of breaking this record. They're going back and forth, back and forth. Mark McGuire breaks it first, ironically playing against Sammy Sosa's team. Mm. 1999, Mark McGuire hits 70 home runs. Sammy Sosa hits like 66. Nobody remembers Sammy Sosa because he didn't do it first. <laughs> he didn't come out on top. 66. <laughs> yep. Sad stuff. So that's 99. Year 2000, you have uh, this awesome situation, the Subway Series, New York versus New York in the World Series. Huge deal. You got these mammoth figures uh, that are playing in that game, Mike Piazza, blah, blah, blah. 2001, Barry Bonds is making a run for the new home run record. He comes up to, to bat in late, uh, late, I think like maybe mid-September or something. It might have been after September 11th. And uh, he hits... Um, yeah, number 71. There's a high drive deep into right center field to the big part of the ballpark. Number 71, and what a shot over the 421 foot marker. The deepest part of any ballpark in the National League. And Barry Bonds is now the home run king, number 71, and it was impressive. So Barry Bonds breaks the record, hits 71 home runs. To put that in perspective, Max, <laughs> 30 home runs is a lot. Yeah. One is a lot for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, for you. Right. Ever hit a home run? <laughs> we'll change that. We'll change that. 30 home runs is a lot. Homeboy gets 71 home that runs. Is wild. That's, that's up, a lot. I think with 72 home runs that year, maybe 73, something like that. Whatever. Ton. Is that so, still the record? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, has anyone in recent history even come close to it? I think you're looking at another race. I think so, so now I like it's kind not. of like the the main number people are looking at is 60. Okay. Uh, and I'll get into kind of why in a second. So Barry Bonds smashes the home run record. The sport's once again just going nuts. Uh, it's getting obviously a lot of publicity because of that. And then September 11th happens right near the end of the, the baseball season. So the whole world kind of goes on, on pause. Um, and then the first kind of live entertainment that we have after September 11th is baseball. Thank you, Yankee game or something like that. Um, and it's kind of like coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You were looking forward to any sort of. Sure. And it's like you got that and all of a sudden everybody loves. And it's huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just this, this moment that you're like, you know, when the world gets shut down or something crazy like that happens there's always these i feel like there's these moments after those events. will we come back yeah and it's just like what's it gonna what's it gonna feel like when normalcy returns mm-hmm. well, i'm sure people were like we'll never gather in massive groups in the stadium again because right yeah fear thing of, like this could happen fear of yeah. other attacks or things like that so we were just watching that video and you can sense i joked about like oh i could i could cry but like you have this you sense this emotion of like this is something's going on yeah Yeah. this is a huge deal and the video you're referencing is the world series starts and new york is in the world series if you've never been to new york yankee stadium is in the bronx 
Um, obviously, the, the Twin Towers were um, down near that. I can visualize it. It's the financial district? Yeah, financial district, kind of like Statue of Liberty area. It's, it's on Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan for Manhattan, sure. Manhattan, yeah. yeah, and so not far. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking a couple miles. Um, so you're right there. And the first pitch thrown out, it's ceremonial, obviously, is uh, President George Bush, who at this time has like a 95% uh, approval rating. 5% that didn't like him were probably the Taliban. <laughs> and so he is just beloved figure at this time. Uh, and he's throwing out the first pitch, and it's a strike right down the freaking middle. For tonight's ceremonial first pitch, and please welcome the President of the United States. you could throw a strike first pitch yeah i do do you really yeah i definitely couldn't you don't think so no not at all i think i could throw a strike we'll find out we'll we'll take to the streets and find out oh we have to from the top of the mound not from yeah, the front yeah. no i'm feel i feel good about it i think i could do it okay um <laughs> i don't think you could. <laughs> first try <laughs> yeah first try how many times do you think he practiced where he made that throw uh bush yeah man he was probably he's probably in the like down in the tunnel practicing the oh, whole yeah. time yeah okay. no yeah. i i feel good I think first try. I think I'll take you four tries. I can four assure tries. you, you would not get it first try. A strike? Mm-hmm. No. I think I'll take you four tries, you ten. I'm throwing, <laughs> an, I'm throwing egregious balls in <laughs> oh, the first it. nine <laughs> throws, too. So you're, I don't get any warm-up throws? Like, you're tell, like, like I don't get to do what Bush did and like go warm up and, and then go out to the mound? I, I think the, the pressure of the crowd would throw you off. Oh, you're talking like real game. Scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we can oh, we can recreate no. that. Yeah, we can recreate that by no warm up throws. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, not a chance. Yeah, you can't not recreate that. Anyway, um, go on. Yeah. But yeah, so Bush throws a perfect strike. World Series starts. The World Series that year goes to Game Seven. Um, it's uh, back in Arizona now. It's an awesome series, back and forth. And uh, Luis Gonzalez, who ironically was part of the home run chase in, in 1999, came in third place, a distant third place at that, which, uh, you know, respectable by a lot of means, but not that year. <laughs> he is up to bat, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, game is tied at two, and he's up against Mariano Rivera, who is a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Was even felt like that at the time. And he just barely gets his bat on the ball, bloops it over Derek Jeter, and his uh, in the infield playing in, and they bring in the winning run. The one problem is Rivera throws inside the left-handers, and left-handers get a lot of broken bat hits in the shallow outfield. Florida center field, the Diamondbacks are world champions. 
And so you're coming off of all of this amazing, amazing, like all these, all these amazing events for, for baseball. And it's got a lot going for it. Um, and then you go into the 2002 All-Star Game. And the All-Star Game is, is notoriously like pretty, pretty awesome for, uh, for baseball fans. Home Run Derby is awesome. There's just a lot of excitement around it. And it even starts off. With Barry Bonds, of course, it has to, hitting this deep drive to center field, probably the uh, 20th pitch of the game or something like that for, for the NL, and it's robbed at the track by this amazing uh, defender, Torrey Hunter. Didn't get his arms extended as he raises one into right center field. At the wall, it is caught. Oh, what a catch by Torrey Hunter. So you get this awesome start to this game. Very, very exciting. Got a lot going for it. The game progresses, and it's your traditional all-star game, back and forth. Lots of runs, actually. So, you know, in that sense, it's pretty exciting. And then we get to the ninth inning. And uh, in the all-star game, you're not, you're not having your pitchers throw a lot of innings because you don't want them to be tired for whenever they go back to their normal teams. You don't right. want them their arms to get blown out in this yeah. exposition game. And so these pitchers are pitching 15 pitches, getting yanked. Another pitcher. And so you got 25 guys on this team. 15 of them are pitchers or so. Um, and eventually, they're starting to kind of run low on pitchers. The game is still tied. Game's supposed to go nine innings. It, we're past the ninth inning. Now we're into the 10th inning. Kind of running low on pitchers. Now we're into the 11th inning. And the commissioner makes the decision. Bud Selig makes the decision to, if this game is tied after the 11th inning, we're just going to call it a tie. <laughs> And end baseball in in one of the ways that that baseball is never meant to be ended, and we're going to end it in a tie, uh, in in the hometown from which Bud Selig had had made his name known. So he's in front of all of his friends, and you know, it's got to be embarrassing. And we're just going to kind of go our separate ways <laughs> and end this game in a tie. And so that is exactly what happened. Garcia with a two-two pitch to Santiago. Game over, and this game will end in a seven-seven tie. And so you get the most notable event for baseball in the summer, the Midsummer Classic, ending in a tie. And it's just kind of this limp way to finish something. Then you follow that up the next year with the steroid controversy. Turns out that Barry Bonds, the guy that broke all these records, took a bunch of steroids. Turns out Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, took a bunch of steroids. Kind of, you have your suspicions about Luis Gonzalez, the guy that hit that game-winning hit. Mm -hmm. Probably took steroids. Roger Clemens, your best pitcher, took steroids. And so it's starting to unravel for baseball at this point. To coincide with this, what do you have going on in football? 2000, in football, Tom Brady, Patriots dynasty starts up. So you're starting to get, you got the greatest show on turf Mm -hmm. in 1999. You're getting modern-day football coming up as baseball was reaching its peak and then kind of, what is this, a tie game? What is this? Yeah. All of your players are juiced. Now I don't know how to feel about this. Half of these players are getting suspended and having to go to testify in front of the Supreme Court. Right. You know, you get this weird kind of stuff. In basketball, 
you're getting the Lakers just three-peated. Right. You're getting, you know, the, they're, the Spurs are rolling. The Spurs dynasty. You're yeah. Getting, you're getting the Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah. Classic throwback. Yeah. And, yeah. And so you're getting all of this coming up at the same time. And and to add the cherry on top, what baseball, so, you know, they had their, their, their strike in 1994. I remember taking this history class that basically talked about civilizations can't really advance very far whenever they're just trying to survive. You're just focused on survival, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can't have, you know, great works of art. Right. You can't have, you know, all these developments in, in technology. When you're just trying, how are we going to eat? How, how's yeah. Ukraine going to, like, you know, just eat right now? You're not going to get a bunch of great art coming sure. out of this time in sure. Ukraine. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. 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 If you're checking out Ukrainian art from the mid-20s, <laughs> you know, like, you're, you're not going to get much. <laughs> Maybe some graffiti. Yeah. So, but it's like that's the state that baseball was kind of in was mm-hmm. we just need to survive. So David Stern, you know, and, you know, the NFL, what they did that was so awesome was they learned that, like, people kind of care about franchises, but they really care about Kobe. They really care about Magic Johnson. So what if we put these guys up front and showed, like, look, this is what you can follow. Then you get Jordan. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, the greatest basketball player ever during that era who can then go international. Right. Uh, and then you start to see NFL kind of pick up on that, too. Mm-hmm. And they also get the Cowboys. And so you got your best franchise, right, you know, yeah. winning all that stuff. And so it was this perfect kind of, okay, these two sports are really coming up. They're starting to see, you know, they've had a couple of years of success now. Mm-hmm. From the 80s is when those sports really started taking off. And then baseball, struggling in this sense, um, and just kind of falling flat on its face into what you've got now. And so you're starting to see some recovery. Yeah. And so you talk about what does it look like to make baseball Great again. Great again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> As I wear my red cap. That has a T in the front of it. A lot of people were asking me the other day at that fundraiser. They're like, what's that hat? You're rocking oh, hat oh, these days. I'm a Rangers <laughs> I'm a Rangers fan. So what make can do what you can do to kind of I think help baseball. One is you have it's probably the most um diverse sport. Mm-hmm. Huge in South America and, and Latin America. And the personalities that they have coming out of those countries is out of this world. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier like Fernando Tatis, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Ronald Acuna, yeah. and they're starting to lean into some of that. Old school baseball didn't really like some of that stuff because there's the bat flips, there's the pimping your home runs, they're right. screaming and pounding your chest. But now it's turning out like, dude, that makes some of the best People stuff. People love that stuff. I, I want yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You got to have that. And Absolutely. so how do you get these amazing players in front of the, the fans more? If you wanted to go see LeBron James play, you're you know, you're going to the stadium, you're paying a lot of money. But you're going to see him play for 40 minutes, mm-hmm. right? You know, barring uh, you know the injuries that he sure. seems to miraculously have. Right. <laughs> at the end. But you're going to see Luca play for 42 minutes or whatever it is, right? Right. But if you want to see Mike Trout, best player in baseball, Shohei Otani, coolest player in baseball. Mm-hmm. If you want to see them play, I went to that game last week. I I get in the stadium. Mike Trout is the uh, second guy to bat. I watch him bat. He uh, flies out. He goes into the field. Doesn't get a ball hit to him for 30 minutes. I don't see Mike Trout do anything. Right. And it's another, you know, so Mike Trout bats, 30 minutes later, he doesn't get to touch the ball, he doesn't swing another ball, sure. and then he gets to bat again. So I've gone 30 minutes without seeing the best player in baseball that I'm here to see. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get a hit, I'm waiting another 30 minutes, and now I'm an hour into this game, and I, and I didn't get to see Mike Trout play. And that, I think, fundamentally is kind of the difference between, I think, how a lot of people experience sports yeah. compared to like a lot of what we're used to. Mm-hmm. So I saw something interesting with that the other day. Mm-hmm. There was a player mic'd up, and the announcers were talking to him yeah. mid-game. Is that something they're doing now more often? What is the? I think that you're going to see some of that. Okay. As and you know, you got to get. I imagine the probably the logistics behind it. The broadcast team says these are the players we'd want to talk to. They're not boring. They can actually hold, hold a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These the team has to say like, okay, these are the guys that are willing to or that we let you do it. 
And so it's things like that that you're going to run into. So you might have a whole team of guys that like can't hold a conversation. Sure, yeah. mm-hmm. Doesn't you know Zach Greinke, one of the best players in the world, pitcher for years, was awesome. But the dude, uh, yeah, he's got uh, kind of anxiety and stuff like that. And so it's like you're not going to talk to Zach Greinke. You're not going to have a conversation with sure. him, right? And so it's you know, and even you have so many international players. A lot of them aren't confident in their English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's things like that that you're going to kind of run into here and there. Um, but I think it's like that's one of the ways that you can kind of highlight these players, and even if they're on the bench. So you got pitchers that, you know, pitch every five days. Right. Well, mic them up on the bench, have them talk to you, you know, as the game's kind of going on. But that's, like, some pretty dope stuff. That, yeah, uh, and it was it was kind of a Cooper Cup moment because he was, like, he knew who was batting and he knew kind of what his tendencies were. And so he called, he, he got the guy out because he called what was going to yeah. happen. Which yeah, cool. he was like, oh, this guy's slow, this guy's fast, so yeah, yeah I'm going to go here. Hmm. Ball yeah. went exactly where he predicted it would go and he caught it and threw it out at second. Yeah, and there's so much data in baseball. You know, you got the, the law of averages over 162 games. And so you get so much data on these players, and so you can get really neat things like that to where you can have, yeah, just really cool instances. But I think that's one of the things. I think over time, I think you play a 10th inning, extra innings, right? So you, yeah. I think you play a 10th inning, and then you go into a hockey style of shootout where you do a home run derby. Oh. You get to elect who you put up there. It can be anybody. Um, and so I think if you do a home run derby starting in the 11th inning, you're going to have Shohei Otani up there, right? Absolutely. And so now people, you know, it's now you a, got your guy up there. Yeah, you're yeah. only going to see it. You know, two times a month, three times right, a month, some yeah. of that, because mm-hmm. that's pretty rare that a game goes past ten. But you got your star players up there more doing the thing that everybody wants to see. Uh, it's going to keep people around a little bit longer, I think, in the game of like, oh, dude, this might go to a you know mm-hmm. a home run like blast off or whatever. Right. You call it. Yeah. <laughs> people are uh, trying to get out at seven to. Dude, that would yeah, get out of traffic. So cool. Yeah, that'd be yeah, sick. man. And so you know, I think there's some some things you can do with that. I think you gotta eventually go to robot umpires because that's uh, the strike zone is just killing us with the. Okay, you know, yeah. I was gonna ask about that. Yeah, I saw recently that they're allowing catchers to have some kind yeah. of calling call signal transmitter yeah. type thing, and in my mind, I was like. Okay, this seems to me like baseball being like, we're going to evolve, we're going to move forward. And I'm like, why that? Yeah. Like, can they not just do the call signals like normal? Like, why that instead of like, no, we're going to call a good game. Yeah. We're going to remove an ump. We're going to put – you can see it on the strike zone right there. You yeah. Know, they have them on broadcast. Like, yes. Yeah, so that, that device, basically the watch device, it, it basically is like the catcher saying, hey, throw a slider outside. Mm-hmm. And so he's communicating to the pitcher. It also tells the filters too because that's going to affect where the filters position themselves. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so a certain ball is going to break a certain way, going to lead to a certain way a guy hits it. Um, so you, you follow that over 162 games. I know when Max faces a slider outside, he's more likely to hit it to right field. So if slider's coming up, I'm going to be ready on my right side. That's kind of thing. So right. you know, now we're getting into the nerdy, nerdy stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had another question. Yeah. This is something about baseball that I've never understood, and I just saw a video recently specifically about Yankee Stadium. But stadium, the stadium like lengths are different. Yeah, so you have like a, stadium. a pitcher stadium and a hitter right. stadium. Yeah, and so you've got these guys. You know, you mentioned Giancarlo Stanton, who plays for the Yankees right now. I don't know if this is relevant for him, but right right field, I think, for Yankee Stadium yeah. is like the shortest. Yeah, it's like three sixteen. Yeah, something in in the MLB or something. Yeah, and so guys can just just. Hit it. Yeah. It all runs easily over there. Yeah. And it, what what is that about? Why is that? Like, do you see that as a problem or is that like, eh, it is what it is? No, yeah, why is it not a uniform thing? Yeah, the only thing that has to be uniform right now is the bases, the pitcher's mound, things like that. The walls, the the uh, 
foul territory can be whatever you want it to be. Um, and so I think there's limitations around that. Of You're not going to get ridiculous stuff. But it's like they used to literally, maybe it was, no, it wasn't the Yankees, Polo Grounds in New York. So there used to be like three teams in New York. Polo Grounds used to be uh, a, uh, it's it's where um, the Triple Crown was like first one. It's, it, was okay. a, it was a horse track. And so center field was literally 500 and something right. feet away. And the left and right field were like 280 feet away. <laughs> like so, it's like there's this famous catch, uh, maybe this guy Willie Mays, who chases yeah. down this ball, catches it over his shoulder, throws it back. He caught that in polo grounds, and so he was just running forever to like chase this ball down. Huh. So any things like that that are just kind of the quirkiness of baseball, and you get new stadiums every 30 years, 50 years. You know, if the Rangers, 15 years, mm-hmm. and so because they're like, well, wait a minute, it's really hot out here. <laughs> <What> <laughs> <It's, have you laughs> big mistake. Let's build a big grill. To <laughs> hey man, it works. It's a cool grill. I was I was cold the other day. So yeah, you get these unique things, and so they're just kind of like, yeah, let's just keep rolling with so it. You don't. I I haven't followed enough to see like so for example our guys like on the Yankees do they traditionally hit more home runs than other guys? Yeah, it's a pitcher friendly or a hitter friendly park, and so it's yeah they're going to build their team to fit their stadium, right. knowing they're going to play eighty two games there. Right. So but, you got like guys like Aaron Judge, yeah, and who else am I forgetting that hits bombs? I mean on? Joey Gallo's left handed hitter. Joey Gallo. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that completely. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they. The Yankees traditionally are guys that bring in these big hitters, right? Yeah. So is that solely because they're like, dude, we got a, what do you say, 318? Like, yeah, something like that, yeah. There are other parks where that's not even close. No. So, and the video I saw recently, it was a critique of that because a guy essentially barely got, you know, barely caught the ball. It was like lower left in the strike zone and it just flew right out. Yeah. And everyone was like, you can tell, you could tell coming off the bat, like that doesn't look or feel yeah. like a home run and it, and it, was yeah but i don't know like i guess what i'm asking is does that impact you know say let's say for example so remind me do you want a left you want a left-handed hitter yeah right, yeah for that? yeah because he's so gonna pull you, the ball yeah sure if you get a guy in there who's a left-handed hitter and he's you know got some power is he more likely to hit you know to break a home run record because he's playing at you know in yankee stadium for 82 games yeah and then in historically is that something that you can look back on and be like oh let's say he breaks a home run record right okay dude he was a he was a yankee yeah like, yeah yeah and that's some of there's a definitely a lot of conversation around that it makes what barry bonds did even more awesome because that's a huge pitcher park in san sure. francisco and the, the wind is killing all the balls you're, you're on the bay so the wind is just blasting and so for right. him to do what he did is pretty astonishing Babe Ruth, for example, they say could have had 800 home runs because the parks he played in were you're playing in polo grounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where, you mm-hmm. know, it's a joke to try and hit a baseball out of there. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's part of the conversation is like, and it's it's more so, it's like making fun of Peyton Manning for playing indoors for all of his life. It's like, oh, could he have been the same? It's like, yeah, probably. He probably right. would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but people still tease him about that. And so people are still going to tease the Yankees about, like, yeah, you got this little Mickey Mouse park. Of course <laughs> you're going to hit home runs. Sure. But they also, even if they went 82-0 and at home, you still got to win, yeah, win yeah. You know, some more games over in Toronto and Boston and some of that. And so, yeah, you build your team towards that. But they also have pitchers that are going to give home runs up mm-hmm. you know, pretty easily. And so it kind of averages itself That's a good out. Point. And so, yeah, I thought about yeah. that. Then you get into it the playoffs. Ways, yeah. You get in the playoffs and all rules are off sure. too. So, yeah, that's a great point. But and that's one of the fun things about baseball. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really wanted to touch on. Do you have any more questions you wanted to ask? You made a you made a motion when I asked about the. Oh, I was just excited about thing. that because I was going to bring that up. I was yeah, gotcha. Are there any other stadiums that you're like, dude? What is up with that stadium? Well, I mean, the one that comes to mind is is Boston. Yeah. 
because you've got what do they call it? The big green wall over there. Green monster. Green monster. Oh, the, yeah, green yeah. monster. So, so the deal there is, it's how high is it? Uh, something like thirty something feet. But it's uh, yeah, it's like two hundred eighty feet in. So like okay, so it's two eighty in, which is short. Very, yeah, but it's high. So very. So is it is it harder to hit? I mean, it seemed like it would be easier to hit there. Yeah. So have I'm, you been to that park? I have, man. It's it, pretty pretty it, amazing. When you're in the park, is it like this looks weird? Um. Yeah, so I also toured it too. Okay. And so yeah, it's um I don't know, man, because it's like that's, it's like uh it's like going to your you know something that you're so familiar with, right? And be like, is this but, weird? Like, but, yeah, yeah. Like, eh, not really. It, you it, see it yeah, like, you're. Oh. I definitely. Oh my gosh, being there though, it's like this is history. Sure. Like people have been playing here since 1912 or something right. like that. That's wild. So yeah, let me see if I can get pull these dimensions up. Down the line, you're looking at 310 towards the green monster. The other line is 302. But then it juts out to 380 like immediately, That's and then the deepest weird. part of the park is 420. So there's <laughs> a lot going on like with that yeah. park. That I mean, you can see the photo there. Just right. like what kind of shape is that? But they're in downtown Boston. Where, what are you gonna do? Oh, you know, right. you <laughs> like, they just kind of yeah. They, out. they made it do what they got, and so there's you get some like really neat things like that. Um, Houston used to have this slope in their center field. Uh, I forget what it's called, um, but yeah, basically it was like a. I don't know, like a 10 degree slope way out, way out in center field. So you got to start running uphill to get a ball. Yeah, you literally have to like run up the hill. I can show you all the video later. And so, and it's only like, you know, 30 feet or something like that. And so if you hit a ball over there, it's like, dude, you've crushed this thing. Yeah. But there's a few people that caught balls up on that hill or they're like running backwards and like tripping over their feet. And then they catch. And so it just kind of makes for these like really unique things like that. Sure. Like pretty neat. But yeah. How many parks have you been to? I think I'm looking at a 10 or 12, something like that. Do you have one? I mean, I'm sure Yankees and uh, the Red Sox one just for history, history yeah. but do you have any others that maybe one that you went to and you weren't expecting it to be super cool and then you really enjoyed it? I really liked, uh, it's called Chavez Ravine. It's uh, where the Dodgers play. Okay. Um, in part, I think, because of the history, but that's a huge stadium. I think going to baseball games is a good, like, we're in this town. How can we experience this town? Here's, a, here's 30 bucks to yeah. go experience this, this thing. And then I think the attitude towards going to a baseball game for the average person to be, I'm going with my friends, we're going to go hang out, eat a few hot dogs, yeah. drink a few beers, right. and oh, look, a baseball game broke out. Right. Mm. And so it's like having the attitude of like, I'm going to watch every single pitch, you're, you're going to be no, exhausted. No, you know, yeah, it's, it's not reasonable. But if you go, I'm just like, hey, I'm just hanging out with my buddies. Yeah. We spent 20 bucks to come out here, um, make a day of it, and then, you know, it is what it is. But Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, man. So I think that's... Kind of a lot of my thoughts on baseball and where it's have... Controversially, I'm going to... Okay. Please. Controversially, if we look back historically, mm-hmm. baseball has been the most exciting when steroids are involved. Is oh, there yeah. a way to bring in PEDs Amen. Amen. in a bro, way... Yeah, I'm saying, bro. I mean, I'm, I, uh, that's my favorite era of baseball. I, and again, it might be because of the sports puberty conversation we were having earlier. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, there's a few things you can do. Because right now, what's ruined the game is is uh, everybody strikes out. Right. Well, um, are pitchers getting better? They are. Okay. And and there's a few things there. One, guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. Everybody throws 100 miles an hour because the tr- so fast. Um, <laughs> they, so fast. Yeah. Go to the batting cages and hit and hit seven. <laughs> oh, I, I can't say hit seven. No and no literally, <laughs> whenever you make contact, your hands like, you'll be in so much pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I I did that. I went you know, and I played baseball, and I'm like, I remember the first time I faced a breaking ball, a slider. In my varsity senior year, varsity, a slider came in, which is goes like that, you know, mm-hmm. left to right, came at my hip and then broke in 
And I, I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God, dude. And I've always thought I would be a nervous wreck. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. don't think I would. I don't have the composure no, to do that at all. If yeah. I saw movement on a ball, right. I yeah. would freak out. Yeah, that yeah, that was my that was my first time, <laughs> no and I, I that's when I realized I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going, <laughs> any, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> this is where, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm practice squad material. This I'm is legit. In the stands the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, man, and it was a strike, and I was like, that was amazing. If he throws that again, like I have no chance here. Right. Um, yeah, but you know, I batted 200. I think my senior year, Let's so, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, man. I remember oh, the first time I I had to uh, pitch, like starting. I was the starting pitcher. I threw up before the game. <laughs> but my our, the pit guy was supposed to pitch. Like, uh, got into a fight in the locker room, and they were like, "Hey, Cody, you're gonna pitch today." And I was facing Rowlett. Rowlett's a really good team. Okay. And I was like, "Okay, man." And then the catcher comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to warm up?" And I was like, "We're we supposed to be warming up." He's like, "Yeah, we're supposed to be warming up." Like, How does this work? I had no idea. Uh, I think we went one in twenty that year, so nice. you know that tells you how good we were. Why yeah. I was on varsity as a sophomore, <laughs> NG Raiders. But yeah, so I, I remember throwing up in my mouth and having to like walk over to the trash can, be cool, put water, spit it out. Be yeah, cool. Yeah, but so no I, yeah, I, first guy I walked, second guy hit a, a line drive at my chest that I snagged, and Whoa, I just rad. you know yeah. So and the other guy I picked him off second uh, because he you know took off running because he saw the ball. The next batter. Line drive to the third baseman, stuck his glove up, some miracle, and caught it. And so everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this dude, that was amazing. <laughs> and then I think I walked the next 12 guys and, uh, and like, hit two like, of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. So, yeah, that was I peaked there. And then I made the newspaper, though. It said, losing pitcher, Cody McCarty. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty famous. Yeah, did you clip that? Mom. You have that still? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't think I did. I was a little too ashamed, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. What were we touching on? Uh, PEDs. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, they're doing a few things. Obviously, pitchers throw 100 miles an hour. You also have uh, bigger rosters. And so, if you have 13 pitchers on a team. Um, they're all fresher. Yeah, they're fresher. You're, they're specialists. And so, it's like, okay, this guy can face these two guys. Right. And mm-hmm. so, it's just more tailored. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, even I think into the 70s and 80s, if you asked a starting pitcher what his job was, he's going to tell you, I'm going to get to the end of the game. Like, that was his goal mm-hmm. was to pitch the entire game. Now starting pitchers are like, I'm going to give the best I can for as long for as I can. Four innings or something. And then they're going to bring in the yeah. specialist. Yeah. So you get things like that, so you got a lot more strikeouts. They're also looking at moving uh, the pitcher's mound back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in baseball you have, a, a, I think, a tenth of a second to make a decision on if you want to hit this ball. So they're thinking, okay, give them a more, you know, one one-hundredth of a second more. Yeah. Things like that. Um, they're looking at making the bases larger so that there's more stolen bases, extra base hits, things like that. Okay. Um, so they're looking at a few things. Obviously, uh, robo umps, automated strike zones, they're testing that out in AAA, and there's kind of mixed results with that. So they're looking at things basically be like, how can we make it to where the ball is put in play more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're getting guys, in terms of like actual mammoth home runs, there's so much data on like how to tailor your swing in a way where you get this launch angle that's just out of this world. And so there's a lot of that stuff where you're like, if you want to see some dudes just mash some taters, like, you know, you can see that on any yeah. given night. Um, but day in, day out, the greatness of the steroid era, I'm with you, man. It's like, that's, they're trying to, I think, bring some of that back, but they're having Do to Do what they can without bringing the PG. Yeah, without actually injecting without dudes. actually drugging them. Yeah, the Rangers were some of the most, uh, some of the worst at that. They, really? Yeah, I remember, I forgot what Ranger play it was, but. They were like, yeah, dude, there was, there was like, there, there was just a bowl of like steroids. <laughs> Basically. So yeah, we were, we were pretty egregious at that. Man. Yeah, man. Winstrel. Any, so other, any other thoughts? Any other questions? 
Uh, I mean, I I have a general thought of just thank you. For yes, yeah, man, thank you coming on and bringing bringing the heat, a wealth of of knowledge. Yeah, man. man. There's two things I know about Survivor and baseball. So, and I thank you guys for this podcast. If there's anything the world needs right now, it's more white dudes sharing their thoughts about <laughs> things without being asked. You know, we nobody asked, but we had a general <laughs> sense that that is what was. Yeah, you know, right. You just felt the universe. So we had, we answered the call. We yeah. answered the call, and and here we are. That's so brave of you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you know, it's Thank been you. hard. It's been tough, but we will. We'll see this through, dude. I appreciate it, and hopefully, I know your audience does not know baseball, and so hopefully, uh, you know, I, I conveyed it in a way in which it was like, okay, we understand. I, you know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I feel, I feel more interested in baseball. I, yeah. I do as well. I walked in here probably not going to watch a single game on TV <laughs> this year at all, and I might. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I, I'll think about it. Yeah, yeah well, if good. I can figure out how to watch it. Yeah, good luck. I, I got some. You got, uh, you got Bally Sports. No, I sure. I got don't. some Russian websites I can send you to. You got to close out fifteen <laughs> ads before you get to watch them. Yeah. You got any German ones? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll oh yeah, for your people over there. Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, even even then, I, I was thinking about like how to even just start looking at stuff. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of John Boy. He's a, a yeah, yeah. He's great on like Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. It sounds like I need to get Twitter again if I want to get into baseball. Up to you, you know. YouTube is a great source too, but yeah, John Boy does a great job of breaking down stuff. He's uh, he's yeah, he knows his audience might not know baseball that great. So uh, J O M B O Y, he does a great job of breaking down stuff. Uh, you just go to his videos and click uh, best all time. You can just find yourself down a rabbit trail there. Um, you know, there's some good, uh, if you really wanted to dive into like a long-term documentary, Ken Burns. I don't know if y'all know who that. Oh, I do know Ken Burns. Yeah. yeah. Terrific material. in the documentary. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's obsessed with baseball as well. But of course, you know, you're trying to convince people that don't have the time or the patience for baseball. Mm-hmm. Ken Burns made a 10 part documentary. Oh, perfect. perfect that's perfect. 10 hours long. That's classic. Ken that's Burns. very, it was just yeah. all zooming. In yeah, right. Yeah. Pictures. But you know, that's, hand that's left, absolutely right. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so. I think uh, John Boy is a great place to start, though. That's if you cool. start there, yep. Well, why don't you give us a prediction? Who's going to be in the World Series this year? Man, how do you not take the Dodgers? Right. So I don't. So the Dodgers basically have just taken all their 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 money and said, oh, "Let's just buy this thing," and they are stacked. They are looking great. Uh, in the AL, I'll take uh, I'll take Toronto, Toronto oh, okay. or Chicago, the White Sox or uh, or the Blue Jays. They, both of them have uh, some very young guys that are some studs, and so be on the lookout for that. So uh, let me say this. I'll make a prediction right now. We can play it again in, uh, in yeah, October. I will say the uh, White Sox will make it to the World Series to face the Dodgers, and the White Sox will win it in six games. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah. That's on like paper. That. Yeah, there you go. It's out there. Yeah, that'll probably get edited out, but, you know. <laughs> I'll leave it in. But cool. we'll know. Not we'll know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I don't have any I don't have any other thoughts. That was I, so I much better than I thought it was gonna be. Not if, oh, you know, not, oh, whoa. No, I just mean <laughs> was that, I mean that was a dig. Typically we show up here and we just kinda talk about stuff, but you you came thoroughly prepared. Well, you know, I'm a professional. I call myself the Dirk of uh podcast <laughs> guests. So you no, man, this is awesome. Are. I'm glad to do it. Hey, Cody DFW. Hit him up. Yeah, if you need, we need your house bought, <laughs> bought or sold. <laughs> yeah, man, glad to help. Glad to serve any way I can. All right. Thanks for stopping by. See you next week.